So in this video, I am excited to bring this topic to you. I'm very passionate about this topic. The, we're going to look at krill oil versus fish oils. Lots of people ask me, why do I always recommend pure krill oil? And in this video, we're going to look at pure krill oil versus fish oil. And I'm not going to get into the realm of like wild caught cod liver oil or Alaskan salmon oil or anything like that. So we're looking pure krill oil versus fish oil. And fish oils generally include like omega-3s or those omega-3, 6 and 9s as well. So I've been recommending pure krill oil for as long as I can remember. If you managed to catch my free class there two weeks ago on my top 10 supplements krill oil is number two on that and I believe that video is up on the YouTube channel but why why do I love krill oil so much well you're about to find out most of you already know but a lot of this stuff you won't know so here we go so when we look at krill or fish oils we're basically looking at the EPA and the DHA so that's Icosa pentanoic acid for the EPA and docosa hexanoic acid for the DHA and these are fatty acids they're essential fatty acids that are required by our body to function normally especially our cells and that basically means they have to be obtained through our diet because we can't make them there are studies showing that omega-3 fatty acid deficiencies are some of the top influences in early mortality uh, basically, they reduce the chances of dying early. There was one study from 2009, and I will put all the links in the description under the YouTube video for all the studies um, that I referenced here in this video. But this 2009 study um, basically said that low omega-3 levels or low dietary omega-3 fatty acids and high dietary trans fatty acids were the dietary risks with the largest mortality effects. So that's low omega-3s and high trans fats. And most of you already know how I feel about trans fats. So um, I will post that link below. Omega-3s or EPA and DHA have been shown to delay brain health decline and improve brain performance. DHEA is the most abundant fatty acid in your brain at about 10 to 20% of the brain's fat. Like that's a lot, which is about 60% of your brain. So 10 to 20% of your brain's fat, which is about 60% of your overall brain. EPA and DHA reduce inflammation including and probably especially in the brain. Uh, they help with cell and tissue damage. They slow down aging. They lower risk of all-cause mortality, like I mentioned. They help increase HDL and lower triglycerides. And we all want to keep an eye on our triglycerides. They help with insulin resistance. They help with mental health. Really important for mental health, like really, really. And they help with neuron and joint health too. So. Let's just go through a few bullet points before I kind of get into the more sciencey bit on why I prefer krill over fish. Like this is usually what I'll tell people when I'm trying to talk to them or convince them to take it. So 
Uh, a good krill oil is generally cleaner, meaning it's void of antibiotics and plastics and heavy metals. Really, their krill are so, so tiny um, and they're not generally farmed with a lot of antibiotics. Um, and they're so tiny that they wouldn't even absorb much, that they are cleaner. The omega-3s in krill oil, they're more bioavailable. And part of that is because the type of DHA found in krill oil is preferred by the brain, and we will get into that. Um, krill oil is also rich in a powerful carotenoid antioxidant called astaxanthin, which alone has many benefits. Like, if you're my follower or client, You'll have heard me speak about astaxanthin a lot, and I've done a lot of posts on it, um, especially in the summer. Astaxanthin is awesome. So some of its benefits, including preventing those fatty acids from going rancid or oxidizing, astaxanthin has been shown to help with macular health, um, even reversing macular degeneration and improving night vision improve brain health, improve skin health, and it offers skin protection from UV rays. So some of you may have heard me refer to krill as um, an edible sunscreen. So the, the astaxanthin is the pink or the red that you see in seafood like krill and salmon. So that's astaxanthin that gives it that color. So astaxanthin can protect cells against the damaging effects of polyunsaturated fats or trans fats. What did we mention a few minutes ago in that study? So uh, with my clients, if I know they're maybe getting exposed to some polyunsaturated fats or trans fats or something on maybe a refeed meal or day, krill oil can really help protect their cells from those oxidative effects. Um, can help with pain and inflammation, can aid in fat loss. It also is a strong antioxidant against peroxy radicals, which damage DNA, L lipids or fat and protein inside of your cells, all which lead to diseases of aging. So astaxanthin like zeaxanthin and luthien is easily absorbed into the bloodstream it also has a fat and water soluble aspect to it, which helps it get into the cells and the cell membrane. And while doing that, it protects DHA from oxidation. Like I mentioned, it protects these fatty acids from going rancid because astaxanthin is partly fat and it's partly water. And your cell membrane is made of fat, which is where the DHA generally stays. And then inside your cell, we would hope is really clean water. So astaxanthin is protecting the whole cell, not just like the outer or the inner cell, the whole cell. So krill oil differs from fish oil because fish oil is usually modified, molecularly distilled, whereas krill isn't. So that distillation helps to remove pollutants and it concentrates the EPA and DHA. Now that might sound great, but hold on. This process basically takes the omega-3s out of fish oil, which are in triglyceride form, and converts them into an ethyl ester form. And if you read the ingredients of some fish oils, and even those pure krill oils that are not pure, they're fish blends, they will have the ethyl ester there in the ingredients on the label. And when it 
turns into its ethyl ester form, then it's less bioavailable than the fatty acids found even in the triglyceride form. So triglycerides, one thing, ethyl ester is even worse. Um, so krill oil, though, the omega-3s in krill oil, they are found in phospholipids. So you might recognize one of these phospholipids you might recognize is phosphatidylcholine, which is essential for brain health and digestive health as well. Really important for um, the gallbladder and bile production. So phosph phosphatidylcholine, studies show us that the brain prefers DHA lysophosphatidylcholine, which is basically a byproduct of DHA and phosphatidylcholine after it's been broken down by lipase, which is our fat metabolism enzyme. So these omega-3 fatty acids and phospholipids, they're more bioavailable in the body than those found in triglycerides and even more so than those in the ethyl ester form. So this, the research does show us, and I am going to share the links, that the brain does prefer its fatty acids to come in that DHA lysophosphatidylcholine form, which is what we're getting with krill. So also, krill omega-3s, once you get them, not only are they more bioavailable in the brain, these omega-3s, that bioavailability is also dependent on your intestinal health and its ability to absorb nutrients. So if you have some gut issues going on there and maybe you're constantly getting diarrhea or something and you're not absorbing nutrients, that doesn't matter what you're getting. Unless you're getting krill and EPA and DHA injected straight into your bloodstream, the bioavailability is almost negligible when you've got issues. But in saying that, let's go on. So with fish oil, fatty acids need to be broken down by lipase to be effectively absorbed in the small intestines. Like you need to. And a lot of people have lipase and digestive enzyme issues. They do. So you can see the problem here. If you've already got stomach issues, gut issues, enzyme issues, bile issues, then already you're not going to be breaking down fish oils because they need to be broken down by lipase to be absorbed through the small intestines. So ethyl esters, which are even worse than the triglycerides, they're poorly broken down by lipase too. Like lipase can't really break down ethyl esters. So when you see the ethyl ester form on the label, that's even worse. There's less chance that's going to be breaking down, broken down. So that's not getting absorbed through the intestines at all, and it's not bioavailable. Whereas the fatty acids in krill, they they can be broken down if you want to break them down, but they don't need to be broken down. They can be perfectly absorbed in their intact form through the small intestines. There is research, there's actually several studies showing that the fatty acids in krill oil is more bioavailable than fish oil because of this. We also get the benefits of those omega-3s at a lower dose than fish oil, approximately 37% compared to what we would need to take of fish oil to see similar benefits. Again, the links are going to be in the description. So in summary, Krill oil beats 
fish oil hands down on many different levels. The EPA and DHA in krill oil is more bioavailable, it's more effective, it's effective at lower doses, it's um, absorbed intact through the small intestine. Those fatty acids are in the preferred form for brain health, which is mental health, which is really important. And you get the added bonus of that astaxanthin as well. So you can see why, hands down, there is no argument. If you want to have optimally functioning cells, which is very important for metabolism and fighting disease, if you want beautiful hair, skin and nails, if you want to build nice, strong muscles, if you want to have a good immune system, good cognitive performance and recall and none of this brain fog and I can't remember yesterday, and mental health issues, depression, mood swings, anxiety, like you really, really need to be looking towards these essential omega-3s but in like a very good form and krill is going to be one of those there's a couple i really like um but i it can get a bit pricey so i try to recommend one that i know is good one that i have seen because i've been recommending this to clients for years so one that i've seen this is effective but it's also in a price bracket that most people can afford but then there is higher grade ones that are a bit more expensive and like you really get your bang for your book with those like they're awesome not that the other one's not as good it's just processing um and how they're making the gelatin shell and stuff like that but krill oil I have been using it for years. I see the difference in myself and I see the difference with my clients and what they're saying. So I hope this clarifies why I choose krill oil over omega-3s. I've always said, in my opinion, I feel omega-3s are a waste of money, regardless of what I just told you about their bioavailability and even getting absorbed and utilized. They're generally not clean. They generally are coming from farms. They're generally high in mercury and other toxins. So I've never seen them to be efficacious. Actually, I've seen them to cause more trouble than good. People will come to me and they will be having joint issues, brain fog, and lots of chronic inflammation. I've had people come to me and they have severe gut issues and bloating. And when you take away these fish oils, a lot of that improves because these fats, when in the wrong form and toxic and not processed with integrity, they can be very inflammatory for sure. So I hope you found this helpful. If you've got any more questions, send them my way. I'll be happy to answer, but um, take care everyone. Bye.